0: from a cold open standpoint uh that's the first thing i said that makes it sound like we're planning something and i am not loving anything it's the afternoon we have a different vibe i was just explaining on a group chat that i was not having a stroke but janice uh correctly guessed that i was butt texting janice is not on this show uh jordan is not on this show she was wondering uh if i was butt texting that jordan is uh part of this um should we invite her to hop on?
1: Did yeah. she watch the race? I, I mean, it, I, I'll allow anyone to hop on, but this is going to be room from heavy. This is a room from emergency podcast. Yeah, is, yeah. We, we have some critical, critical developments. <laughs> critical room from breaking news. It's right, like. So
0: beep, beep. I, I know that you are also pressed for time, so uh, I will crack this open and I will let you get started after I this. <laughs> Is the the oh, yeah. unsponsored Arizona RX Herbal Energy Tonic? Uh, it says energy herbal tonic, and I have misread that. Showing you uh, exactly that my brain state is that I need to, um, yeah,
2: consume the energy
1: tonic. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> Addie from the internet and Britt from the internet are here. I'm Jesse from the internet. <laughs> uh, take it away, please.
1: I mean, okay, it is the middle of the day on Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. because <laughs> this is how much of an emergency this was <laughs> <laughs> because you know i'm just like okay so for our, our dedicated listeners will remember that we've been that was the that was the herbal tonic live reaction <laughs> <laughs> okay so our dedicated whole
0: thing that is you took the whole thing is,
1: Okay, wow, that is a bold tummy you got there. I could I, I could I would die. I would die. Yeah, me too. I just wanted to get my bev. I realized it's 7 Eleven, which is free Slurpee Day at 7 Eleven. So they give these like baby Slurpees out for free now. And at first I was like kind of mad, right? Like I'm like, it like I deserve a Slurpee. And I drank about half of it and I was like, no, this is the right size of Slurpee. <laughs> You're like, my <laughs> tummy pants. <hurts." laughs> <laughs> my tummy. Yeah is hurting so respect to jesse and also respect to red bull i just want (laughs) to say (laughs) these fuckers these motherfuckers you know it's like i think it was the last time we did a a dedicated vroom vroom show i'm like let's get danny rick back out there like give him check o and brit's like dude he's like not even like an official (laughs) red bull
2: driver like they, they had me so happening. convinced they had me so convinced <laughs> and, that they would never
1: and horner has been saying like everyone's asking him about this everyone's like is daniel ricardo coming back and he's always like absolutely not and right i'm walking home from pilates this morning and i get a text to this formula one group chat i'm in that's called Hornula one um, <laughs> for reasons that i don't think i need to explain to anyone And it just says, Dutch media reporting, it's Danny Rick time.
2: (laughs) Oh, my God.
1: And here we are. Here we are, emergency podcast. It's just amazing to me. Okay, Max Verstappen currently has so many points that he does not need to win another race to be the world champion. If, If Max Verstappen were his own team... (laughs) <laughs> he would be he would be individually leading the constructors' championship right now. And I will say Which is a which whole separate issue, really. It's a whole, <laughs> whole separate issue. It's a whole separate issue. And it absolutely is like, you know, we've we've talked about this. Like, I don't care who wins. Like, I'm in this for the fight for P7. I'm in this for the first thirty seconds that Lando Norris is leading Max for stop in, that it's all gonna fall apart, but it was so exciting. <laughs> right. But What I love about all of this is that Red Bull was like, here, guys, let's do pure fan service. (laughs) Absolutely. Fuck Nick DeVries. Like, as I saw today, somebody <laughs> pointed out that, like, he, like it was, like, hours after it was announced, Nick DeVries' Instagram bio was still, like, AlfaTari F1 driver. Like, they clearly fucked this poor kid. They did not tell him this was coming. He probably found out this morning. He got absolutely killed. The car obviously sucks, like, but it is just amazing to me that at the top of... Of the grid and the bottom of the grid. It's Red Bull being like, here, when a little here, we control everything. They run <laughs> F1. Right. They're the gods of this fucking sport. Like, I, I just anyway, I had to call this emergency podcast. Yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah. I know the thing that the thing that I'm so sort of bemused by is that. Red Bull had such a good borderline grift, really, going with Danny as uh, essentially the personality that Max Verstappen does not have. And, like, just using him to do all the shit that Max would sooner gouge his own eyes out than be forced to even pretend he he could tolerate doing. And so, like, now what? Are you still going to make Danny do it, even though he's technically kind of sort of on another team?
1: They are absolutely going to make Daniel (laughs) Ricardo keep being Max Verstappen's personality. That's obviously part of the deal.
2: That's obviously part of the deal. But also, like, there's only so many hours in a day. Like, half of the media stuff that Danny's been doing is stuff that is, like, while he would otherwise be occupied doing actual driver shit if he was driving.
1: Okay. So this does lead me to my, like, existential question that I'm having. (laughs) Which is, what is AlphaTauri? Like, I don't understand it. Like, no other team has, like, a minor league team. And it is, like, very bizarre to me, this, like, Red Bull babies that they can just, like, you know, shuffle around at any given moment. I I don't understand how this happened.
2: Um, well, it happened because you had one very, very, very rich Austrian hmm. who really liked racing and was like, wow. well, what, if I bu-
1: what if I buy two teams? So do they use the Alphatory cars and drivers to test Red Bull things, or are they, like, pretty legitimately separate? They're
2: pretty legitimately separate because there are so many restrictions on, like, testing hours and and all of that That like it, it, even if you wanted to it would be really hard to use active drivers from one team to like do testing and stuff for another team so I mean they are it they really I mean they really do sort of function the same way that like A major league team and their AAA affiliate do, and that they're operating completely separately. It's just that one of them, whenever they want, can basically be like, hey, can we borrow this? Yeah, thanks. And just like, yeah, (laughs) right, pick stuff up. And I think they do use, I don't know that it's ever been confirmed necessarily, but I do get the impression that they use the Alphatori cars to like try some shit out from an engineering perspective.
1: Because right, that the results like don't matter be. as much.
2: So, like, if they're they going to do something be. goofy, they're like, well, we'll try it over here. Like, when when they're like, well, we can try a pitch clock in the minors, right? Or, like, in independent right. ball or whatever.
1: So, something I – I mean, I feel like a couple takes that I saw emerging today. One was like, wow, these people really fucked Nick DeVries. Like, what do you think of that? Um.
2: I mean, he wasn't doing well. Like, that's the reality. He hadn't so, scored a point. Right. So, on the one hand,
1: <laughs> there's <Right>. that.
2: <laughs> but also, like, Alpha, Alpha is in a weird, situ- weird, like, position, though, because of that, where, like, they're not a good team. They're just not. Right. But they're so, they're like, they're a bottom of the grid or sort of lower third or whatever you want to, however you want to split it up. They're like a middle or lower third of the grid team, but they're attached to this much much bigger apparatus with these extremely lofty expectations. So it's kind of a it's kind of a weird catch-22 in that a team like Alvatore should not have expectations to this to the extent that like A rookie driver not scoring points in his first like half a season should get him fired. Well, the team should not have those expectations. And the team hasn't had those expectations. Like, how many cars has Yuki just fucking
1: racked
2: doing some ridiculous shit? Like, I mean, God bless him.
1: And there is the Yuki of it all that we have to get to. There is the Yuki of it all. (laughs) 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 So, like, there are these,
2: there's just very conflicting standards, right? That Like Red Bull right. will throw people out with the trash in 14.2 seconds. Like Red Bull has gives people no runway. And we've seen that happen multiple times. Um, but they have typically given people more time and more sort of grace <laughs> in AlphaTauri than they did with DeVries. So- Uh there is a theory that this is all kind of a ploy to
1: like light a fire under Checo's ass, right? That that if Checo doesn't pull it together, Daniel Ricardo is already on the fucking grid, man.
2: Right? It's saying like, look, we are getting this dude ready, and it's very easy for us to just give him your spot if you fuck up again. So, like, I can. It's a very Red Bull psychology. Like, it's very in keeping with the way they operate to do that. I just don't. It feels stupid at the same time. Like, really? I don't. I mean, I don't I, think Checo is the kind of guy who like needs that motivation. Like, that is that is not what's lacking
1: in this scenario. I don't think. I think that makes sense. I, I think that like that's a little much. Like, I think if they wanted to get rid of Checo, they would have fired Checo and put Danny and put Danny Ricardo in that seat. Like, I don't think that they're like. Like, I, I don't think that they're like, Well, but if that's, that's the a plan. I don't,
2: I don't think it's that they want to actually do that. I think that they th- could think, and I don't know how likely this actually is. My instinct is that it's not, but the internet is saying, such as it were. I could see them thinking, oh, well, this is great for publicity and great for PR and people will love it and we'll get all sorts of attention. And also, maybe it'll fuck with Checo's head enough. That he'll
1: perform better. I don't because think it's just Checo's they want to get rid of him. I think- is not being fucked with. Like Checo's head is fucked. Like it's fu- he's right.
2: fucked. And and that's and that's where I can't decide whether no, absolutely not. They would not be thinking that, or if it is, it is a ridiculous fucked in the had enough
1: strategy that I'm like, yeah, no, Red Bull would do that. Like, <laughs> right? Well, I I was gonna ask. Like, it does feel to me like if this were not Daniel Ricciardo that it was ready to get in the car, Nick DeVries doesn't get fired. Like it absolutely feels like no. this is, this is Red Bull's like fan service. Like they're like, here you've been begging us for Daniel Ricciardo right. and we gave you to him. And we got rid of this guy that Helmut is saying on the radio that he hates. And right. we, and like, I think that like, the, like, fucked up, like, Checo psychology of it is kind of, like, a fun side dish. Like, I feel like they like, made it's this like plan a and they were benefit. like, it's totally a fridge benefit. I feel like they made this plan and then Christian was like, ha ha, Checo will hate it.
2: <laughs> and I think you're absolutely right that it's, like, very opportunistic. That yeah.
1: This is not – DeVries
2: has not been bad enough that – um like Red Bull would have been on the phone to Formula Two to like try and get somebody. It, it it was not to that level, which I think is why everybody is a little surprised by it.
0: I think that it makes sense in a certain framework of what good is it going to do you to fire Checo now? Like right. like you said, zero. Max has this up and it looks. Kind of really, like, you look like huge dicks if you're like, oh, we're going to fire the only other person who's won a race Yes,
1: That's the other thing that's crazy. Like, it is, like, funny a little bit that we are all forgetting that the only other person to have won a race this year is Sergio Perez. At the same time, that's why he's in trouble. Like, he's in the same car as Max. Like, that's right. the issue. Which and, also – oh, sorry. Go ahead, Jesse. Uh,
0: and that's – to to me, that's just saying, like, all right, we're getting this guy back on the grid. And we will be ready to replace you with him next year. I think that, like, mm-hmm. the writing is on the wall. Like, if you – you know, this season is this season, but you got to get it together. And we're, you know, giving this guy some, some laughs.
1: I do think I could see that being like Daniel Ricardo is Red Bull number two next year, and I think that I would love it.
2: I'm willing to be wrong on this because I've been wrong on this before. Clearly, um, God, I just don't. The Danny and Max thing was such a clusterfuck before. But don't
1: you think that both of them would be like, "We're mature now. We're ready. Like we're getting the." I, I mean, I no, think Dan no would. one has Dan ever right?
2: If it works, it will be because Danny makes it work. It
1: will not be exactly. because Max Verstappen
2: has, like, grown substantially no. as a person. No,
1: no, no, no. Right? I, I think that that's really about Daniel Ricciardo. Like, I think Max Verstappen is only uh, – with each passing day, he becomes more Max Verstappen, you know? Right.
2: I mean, and it's totally possible that, yeah,
1: that, that Danny's career has taken
2: twists and turns in the intervening handful of years such that he's willing to play second fiddles to have the opportunity I think Daniel
1: Ricardo
2: to me.
1: My psychoanalysis of Daniel Ricardo is that he like went on his journey to like find himself, and he kind of like found himself, and now he's like beloved. Like he literally knows the people love him. Like he 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 absolutely like watches Daniel Ricardo fan cams. Like, I mean, who among us, <laughs> but, am yeah. I, but like, I, he absolutely does. And I think that that has given him this sense of um, like his, the very fact that he's willing to be the Red Bull jester, which is what he's been right. doing this whole yeah. time. That's he's a, been willing to like, be their bitch this whole time. And, and then it's like, I'm sorry. Like uh, this is uh, like, I, it's kind of, a bitch move to, like, be in the Alpha Tori. Like, he's obviously willing to do what Red Bull wants him to do here. Now, the
2: flip side of that is that getting back in a car, for that regardless of whose car it is, gives him a better shot at getting a, a seat somewhere next season. That the first, well, the biggest priority right now is getting in a seat. That's and so
1: true. I don't think People he cares put him where. Of those, uh, those fucking rocket ships of a McLaren, huh? Uh,
2: I think I will say that as much as I think Danny is a very nice, very easygoing person, I think he would sooner die than go anywhere near Zach <laughs> Brown again. <laughs> like, just under no fucking circumstances. Short of short of Zach Brown, like showing up on bended knee and begging.
1: A secretly dark moment for me was, um, you know, Lando comes in second at Silverstone, and on the radio, he's like, yes, ah, yes, and he goes, is Zach happy? Like, I I was like, ah! oh I'm, it gave me such dark chills like that's how I feel when I like right. like that used to be me like filing a draft and then like texting my like calling being like is Matt happy Matt was my editor like, is right. Matt being like does he like right. it
2: like... right 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 <laughs> it's very and Zach Brown is such an interesting character because he's so on some level right he's so appealing in that he is actually like really invested and like gets very excited and goes and does ridiculous shit with the team and with fans and whatever, which nobody else does in his position. What like, you're
1: saying that Christian Horner doesn't like <laughs> mix I, it up. No, right. Shockingly,
2: shockingly, no. Um but he is also such a
1: catty bitch. He's such a catty was, bitch who lives for drama.
2: Like even even factoring in the reality TV editing of it all. The, the whole Oscar Piastri debacle um, as showcased in Drive to Survive last year was fucking hilarious, first of all. But that combined with the whole Danny scenario was just like like Zach threatening to sue Oscar's fast hour. It's like the funniest shit. Like, the two of them threatening to, like, sue and countersue each other and, like, the insane, like.
1: Well, you know, and he is, uh, like, Logan Sargent is obviously, like, jokingly, like, our American Formula One representation. Like, uh, you know, he's our only, he's our only boy out there. But (laughs) it's really, like, it's really, like, Zach Brown is, like, American representation in Formula One. Like, that is, like, pure Americana to me.
2: Yeah, well, shows up and it's disgusting. like, what? Well, you're not using this driver, right? No, I'll just you. You're not going to eat this, right? Like,
0: Logan <laughs> well, was freaking great at uh, at Silverstone. Best finish of the season.
1: Oh, I mean, beautiful. It was it was thrilling, and it's going to get there. Uh, yeah,
2: it's not going to so, be in a Williams, but yeah. <laughs>
1: I mean, I, well, I do think get he's, there. I meant he, a point this season. He's going to get like, a yeah. point. Right. That's yeah. what we all yeah. mean. We mean he's going to get a point. And that was my prediction two weeks ago, I think, was that Logan Sargent would get a point. And he came in 11th. So that's his best <laughs> So So, good. but that's
2: great. Well, okay. And so I was having a conversation recently about the fact that part of the issue with the Verstappen fatigue of it all is that the television editing and directing is fucking terrible.
1: Like of the races themselves. Yes. Now look, the only interesting shit is
2: happening midfield and back, right? I want to. I, no, honestly, I don't care. I don't need to watch Max Verstappen lead a race by thirty seconds.
1: No, I don't. I don't, I do totally I don't agree. fucking
2: care. Give me a picture and picture that's just like, yep, Max is still ahead by twenty-seven point five or whatever, Ugh, they and then they actually never show me
1: like
2: No. But like do something, have, have somebody come in periodically and be like, yeah, Max is still in first place by uh, 37.5 seconds or whatever it is. And then go back to the shit that's actually interesting because from like third, the battle between third and fourth and the battle between like, I don't know, like 10 through 12, that's the interesting shit. Nobody, 100%. nobody, there's no question about what's going to happen above that really.
1: Well, um, I guess we should all acknowledge. Oh, go ahead, go ahead, Jesse. I,
0: I thought they actually did a fairly good job uh, this week with that. Like once it was clear that you know they, because you know off the top, you get Lando going ahead, and the crowd, the crowd roar was amazing. Like they actually the crowd did a good roar job was so
1: awesome. Capturing yeah. that,
0: um, it it is by no means um, John Demarsco and SNY over there at Sky Sports.
1: <laughs> unfortunately um, no oh my god made, can you imagine john demarcico oh. directing a race they should let john demarcico direct the vegas race
0: how do we get that to happen how do we get an sny we to, we should, like, should we share,
1: like an action network petition right right should yeah, we Harry ask
0: john <laughs> <call it> <laughs> oh my god he's complaining about how loud um, it is oh
1: my god oh my god, <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. Ron
0: could so, do a good Martin Brundle though.
1: I mean, you know Martin Brundle gets to, Martin Brundle gets to stay. Martin Brundle keeps his job.
2: <laughs> My, I, I have such mixed feelings about Martin Brundle because on the one hand, I would not want that job, right? No, like it just sounds heinous. Absolutely. He's also so fucking obnoxious, though.
1: <laughs> He's so obnoxious, but that's what I like about it. Is that it's, like? It's, it's that it's like. You know, like, he acts like he's, like, Andy Cohen out there. <laughs> right.
2: There's there's just this, like, entitlement. And I understand that, like, blah, 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 the Brundle rules. I get it. Like, people are agreeing to not tell him to go fuck himself by virtue of being in the paddock. But also, like, it doesn't mean that they have to talk to him. It means right. that, he, they, that they can't say in advance, no, you can't talk to me. That's all it means, really. And but he acts. He's just he's so entitled about it that it's just like it's what so
1: it, funny. I just
2: like can and, you imagine? And it's particularly bad. Like the whole thing last week.
1: Um,
2: where there's just no there's no like awareness is the thing. Like he has no sense of the fact that like. It doesn't really matter if somebody's famous or not. They may not want to talk to you right now. And they may have had bad experience with the the press or have personal shit going on that like they need you to not be in their face when like their rep has told you, hey, not today.
1: I think that's a fair – I think that's like totally fair. And my like really mean take is that I'm kind of like you're literally a celebrity in the paddock of an F1. rate Like Grand Prix. Like – I'm sorry. Like, I just kind of think, like, like, you don't have, like, you can, like, play along for a second. We're really just, like, talking about Cara Delevingne here, I think.
2: <laughs> well, but it, ha- I mean, that was the most recent incident, but, like, it hasn't just been her. Like, there's a reason why they made the, the like, declaration that, like, no, you have to be, not even that you have to be willing to talk, but, like, you can't in advance say, no, I'm not available if you're going to be in the paddock.
1: I, I, yeah, I, I think that's. Bear. Go ahead, Jesse. Sorry.
0: Yeah, you're you're there. You are. I think that when you are a celebrity, um, and you're at the public event, and like in the special part of the public event, because you're a celebrity, like it's one thing if you're like I'm, you know, if Brad Pitt bought a ticket to Silverstone and sat among the people, um, and every time somebody went up to him was like, "You look so much like Brad Pitt," he was like, "I get it all the time." I'm not, or like, or if he embraced it, or whatever. Like, if you're, you know, but when you're Rob Lowe in the NFL hat, when you've got the, <laughs> when you've got the lanyard around your neck, when you've got the backstage pass, talking to the dude comes with it. Like,
1: and I, I, I do think. think I, go ahead, Brett. I would say I think the issue is
2: is the scenario specifically. it's so fucking chaotic, and he's he badgers people because he's like running around like a crazy person trying to get somebody to give him a sound bite while like you know cars are getting ready to go two hundred miles an hour ten feet away, so like <laughs> just the chaos of it I think makes it both funnier, I'll be honest right but also just like, like worse as a. Like I would, I would, I don't care. I wouldn't care, frankly, that I was famous. Like I would hate that so much. Like get out of my face, you little toad. Like yeah. fuck off. Yeah.
0: So, but that's also the responsibility of whoever is bringing you to the race to be like, look, there's this little trolley guy that, you know, comes around and assaults famous people um, with questions. It, it'll be like two minutes, just smile and don't go viral.
1: I, um, I, I, this is like a horrible transition, but like, I I do feel like we need to address what happened to Ferrari. You know we can we
2: keep talking about Martin Brundle. <laughs> we, what, what happened to Ferrari? The existential question of our time.
1: <laughs> so I, I I mostly bring it up because um I've talked about this on the the podcast before. Like so I'm a union organizer. My day job is basically like popping from Zoom to Zoom, talking to various people, and I'm making you know I'm making a lot of small talk. I'm hanging out, and. All the time lately. I'm like, any F1 fans around here? Like, we got any F1 fans around here? And I never get any bites. And then this morning, I'm on a call with the last group that I expected to find some F1 fan in. And I'm like, oh, my God. Sorry, guys. My, like, camera's off. I have to eat. I, like, got really distracted by some Formula One news this morning. And this girl uh, in the meeting is like, oh,
2: they're bringing back Danny Rick.
1: And I was like, so I'm like, okay, so I'm like, who's your team? And she goes, It's a character building exercise. <laughs> she says, it's a character building exercise. Deep sigh. It's a character building exercise. I literally didn't even need her to say it. I right. didn't need her to say. I, I did not need her to. And she goes, Ferrari. <laughs> like all i have to say like i kevin the it all day it's like half the reason uh, i like called this pod because oh I just my like, god it's a character building exercise that is the best response to asking like who's your team i've <laughs> so ever gotten funny. in my entire life and i feel that deeply about the mets like i'm sitting here with the mets hat on the mets are on they're like Summer break after going on their longest win streak and then walking into a buzz saw for the last two games, <laughs> and then just like I'm like, yep, like it's a character building exercise. Like, what a perfect description of sporting fandom.
0: <laughs> last night, the home run derby,
1: dude, that was painful. Watching
0: Julio Rodriguez with with Sean, who had stayed up. Um I should call him in here. He's he's available. I will get him in here. Oh my god. Uh, I would
1: love <laughs> to, tell the to story hear of, what he thought.
0: What happened last night. Um hang on just a second and and you guys can um
1: yeah. Okay, everyone stand by. What's about to happen is Jesse is about to get his son, who's a child. <laughs> <laughs> who's a child. A real child. To tell us what happened in his experience <laughs> of golf. <the> oh, <laughs> God. Last night. We're, we're,
2: we're about to get the uh, children's take on being a Mets gonna fan. He's
1: so dark. I know <laughs> this is going to be so dark. Oh. Oh, God. You know, and with absolutely no re- disrespect to Nick Chaffreys, I have to say, I do think the grid got sexier today. I mean, I. Honestly, that's part of the Nick Debris
2: problem. Is he just doesn't bring anything to the table? There's
1: nothing there. There's there's nothing there. Okay, Jesse's child is here. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, Sean is here. Uh, Sean, this is Addie. This is Britt, and we are talking about the home run derby uh, last night and um, what happened with um, with Pete Alonso and Julio Rodriguez.
1: the deep Um, side that was the exact same side that she gave me this morning
0: sean has deep side and oh gosh Um,
2: oh gosh that's
0: how it is that's how it's going um
1: yeah sean can i ask you What did you learn from that experience? (laughs) That Pia
0: Alonzo does not hit as many home runs as I thought he did.
2: (laughs) Baseball's a game of failure, so I suppose that's a good takeaway. (laughs) (laughs) That is so beautiful. John John brought out the World League
0: Championship trophy last night to to watch the home run derby we sat through um a, a long brigade of dingers waiting for pete to get a chance to hit his dingers and before he could even take a swing uh julio rodriguez ruined this young man's night um i shouldn't yeah
2: true fact check true yeah that that's right but that's, that's right.
0: Would you tell Julio Rodriguez if if you met him today? He wound up losing in the finals to Vlad Guerrero Jr. I'm glad you lost. <laughs> right. This um, Sean, I, I do have one thing though. Vlad Guerrero Jr. remember plays for the Blue Jays. So Julio Rodriguez lost beat Pete Alonso but lost to a Blue Jay. Is that about the worst that a that could happen, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, real- no. you the real life Blue Jays? Why? Uh, firstly, because well, to begin with, uh, a minor league Blue Jays beat me for every single game, and also it was unfair. And the second reason, uh, because I read for thousands of minutes. But when I actually redeemed the tickets, they beat the Mets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, my I mean, this
2: is all a, a very reasonable justification.
0: Valid. Uh, we, we redeemed the Mets ticket voucher, and uh, the Blue Jays came in and beat, beat the Mets. Did Vladegar, Jr., homer that day? I don't even remember. He homers a lot
1: thousands Um, of minutes he did damn that's so rough I'm so sorry Sean
0: do you have any thoughts on car racing before you go back to I did want to ask him
1: about that no (laughs) (laughs) that's good you have enough pain in your life yeah no yeah don't
2: (laughs) stick with that stick with that
0: he does enjoy um if I want to get Alice in here for equal time today, uh, she just loves the crashes. So Formula One is not really her thing, nearly so much as NASCAR. As- that's fair. And we do love NASCAR. Uh, I cannot wait to go to a race again and and take these children to it. Um, and also, um, just the the whole drama of that. We should. That's what we should do. Is like when when we all get together. Like maybe we should go to Pocono.
2: Is that race?
1: Ooh. So, Ooh. um, what what are the like storylines in NASCAR right now, and uh, what's like what's the vibe? Because I can't make it between these F one races without seeing some cars go fast. <laughs>
0: um, Hendrick is the dominant force. Hendrick is is Red The Bull.
1: Max Verstappen. Okay.
0: Uh no, Hendrick is the team. Yeah, they're they're oh okay. oh, okay. And they have um they're the team that was Jeff Gordon and Jimmy Johnson was too, right? Yeah, the 48. They're the 24, yeah. the 48. Um they've dominated the sport for freaking decades in the Chevy. Um There is kind of a Red Bull, I mean, uh, yeah, Red Bull AlphaTauri, but it's the Toyotas, um, because you have Joe Gibbs racing. um, Joe Gibbs being the former football coach turned uh, auto racing legend. Um, That team includes Denny Hamlin, who's won a championship, and Denny Hamlin co-owns with Michael Jordan 2311 racing which is Bubba Wallace's team um, along with Tyler Reddick. Um, there's also Ford's involved. Um, my favorite driver is Ross Chastain because he is the watermelon farmer who drives for Pitbull's team. And last year pulled off the video game moves to him. the next round of the playoffs. He's the freaking best. And I hope to never learn a thing about much like, Wait, you know, what all, is of his our, name again? all of our baseball favorites, Ross Chastain. He drives That's the number one car. Um, it is great. And I uh, for a sense of the personalities a little bit, um, I recommend getting into uh, NASCAR Radioactive on the mm. YouTube. Uh, they do okay, it interesting. I, that is um, primarily how I consume it when I do not watch the races, which I will admit is not every single week. Um, the
2: one advantage that NASCAR has, um, from a viewing perspective, is that uh, it's not in the time zone of seventy-three hours away. Because
1: seventy-three hours away. <laughs> I
2: can't, the getting up at five a.m. to watch Max Verstappen win again. It's just like it's it sucks my will to live. Like I just can't no, make myself do it. Sometimes
1: I completely understand, <clears throat> Britt. and I do think that if I was waking up at five a.m. I would probably be a lot angrier than I am at this point. <laughs>
2: right. It's but, one thing if it's like, oh, I would probably be up already. Right. I'll sit here with my coffee uh, and I'll watch my watch my vroom rooms.
1: Okay. Literally, that's like my life. Like I – like That's like, the drink. No, I, when, no East Coast bias, but a 9 a.m., 10 a.m. Grand Prix. Right. It's perfect. Oh, that shit rules. When, like, when,
2: when the time zones line up that way for me, it is like – it's the best weekend ever and I get it it's for beautiful. like four weeks a year.
1: <laughs> it's so beautiful. You like get that breakfast sandwich. You like make that like – I like make myself a nice like little latte. Right. And I, like, sit down. Take and then... some time.
2: Do the nice pour over. Make a bagel like
1: – Exactly. And then it's always like, you know, I turn on the background. I like hear the like – and I'm like, right. you know, it's, it's like time. 9.55. Right. It's great. It's like – it's, it's a, it's bliss. It's a blessing. Like I, I, and and I am also, I have a, I have a kind of a more general take about this time, which is somebody said to me the other day, you know, they found out that I'm like, you know, writing this thing about baseball. I do this podcast and they were like, oh, you're a baseball fan. Like, you know, I guess you don't have that experience of like going to ESPN.com in the summertime and being like, oh, there's nothing to read. And I was like, okay, that's insane. Like this is a beautiful sporting time. F1 races pretty much every weekend. Tour de France, like, every morning, 7 a.m., a bunch of people, like, doing inhuman athletic feats. U.S. Open, golf, tennis, Wimbledon, all of these, like, fun, summery sports. I think this is, I'll say it, one of the best sports times of the year.
0: I did not know that you were a couch peloton, Addy.
1: Oh, I, my, my dad is a, like, my dad was like, did like Ironmans and triathlons when I was young and still like cycles a lot. He's mostly a mountain biker now, but during the Lance Armstrong era, we were like up every morning in July, like watching the tour and I really, I really grew up on it. Then I didn't watch it for like years and years and then the last couple, I'm like, right back in there. I, I think it's pretty incredible. I love the tour. I can't name a single, but I can't name a single <laughs> guy. I can't name one guy, but it's kind of like, I was thinking about this with the NASCAR drivers, actually. Like when you watch the tour, the name of every single guy, you're like, yeah, of course that guy's in the tour de France.
2: <laughs> right. The, the thing that gets me about people who are like, oh, I don't have anything to watch in the summer. Um, Clearly, if you say that you did not grow up with an ESPN the Ocho dad like I did,
1: oh, I just recently learned about the Ocho. My (laughs) boyfriend taught me about it, and it blew my mind.
2: It's amazing. But like, honest to God, my mom used to make fun of my dad and I because she would come in and we would be watching like
0: (laughs) great outdoor game.
2: Yeah, yeah, exactly. World's strongest man. Uh, Look, I, I unironically love the lumber sports, timber sports, whatever fucking, we're calling
0: they're it. They're
2: great. Fucking great. I'm sorry. You're giving a bunch of dudes with like axes and chainsaws. That shit's amazing. Okay, um, is, that,
1: is that the channel they put Cornhole on? I, I keep getting some like Cornhole clips. Cornhole on, is all, on, yeah. On reels. <laughs> <home>. Cornhole <laughs> is
2: also on like ESPN3 or something. Um no, but I, I love what my, my mom would refer to as garbage sports. Mm. They're yeah, amazing.
0: Absolutely. They're
2: amazing. I can absolutely. happily, happily spend a day watching, yeah, uh, like timber sports and act, professional axe throwing and uh, like World's Strongest Man.
1: <laughs> that's why I'm so Winter Olympics pilled. I mean, I like grew up in Salt Lake City, Utah, so you actually are not allowed to be born there without loving the winter olympics yeah they do kick you out i've heard absolutely yeah if you ever <laughs> like the summer olympics are better they're like you gotta go but i do feel like that's the winter olympics it's like you've got your figure skating you've got your downhill skiing and then you've got all the things everyone forgets about right. in the then four you've years got, in between
2: <laughs> then you've got skeleton and Talk curling play. curling which Talk is talking. my every four years i have to try and remember the rules
0: <laughs> are like my favorite sports. I freaking love bobsled and luge. It's um, unreal. Especially bobsled, because like luge, I just want to do, but like bobsled has the same science as F. It's F1, so cool. And, like there's teamwork. And they're just
1: on ice. Amazing.
0: I freaking love bobsled.
2: All of the sports that are basically like, what happens if I throw myself down a mountain? (laughs) I will will never, ever. I will never do them. I will never, ever do them. I will watch them
1: all day. This is is my favorite thing about ski jumping is that first you do the thing that many winter sports do, where you throw yourself down (laughs) a mountain. And then... You see how fast you can sh- and far you can shoot back on the mountain. It's so crazy. It's like one of those like you know. You look at Formula One and you're like, I understand exactly how it? this. And no, I've never. See- I, I groups downhill skiing, but I've never done ski jumping. Like I, I, I have like a mostly reconstructed right hip. I don't think that that's gonna happen <laughs> anymore. Sounds <laughs> bad. To my car, and in the same, but uh, like by the same token, I'm literally like, yeah, I could probably drive an F1 car. <laughs>
2: I could probably do this. It's probably fine.
1: I, I feel that's like that's. I do want to. I want to go karting with you guys. Just oh my god! Mark that down. Yes. I, I think
2: the funniest thing with ski jump for me, aside from the fact that it's like it's definitely like a falling with style points mm-hmm. uh, sport, which I'm a big fan of. Mm-hmm. I love that their method of slowing people down is still just let's throw some chunks of trees on the ice. <sighs> 100. It is 2023, 20, and they're still like, "Well, we'll throw the clippings from your Christmas tree down here. It'll be fine. It'll slow you down." Okay,
1: like, that's the extent of our technology. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. And, and I just so I sure. I love the
2: Scandinavianness of it all.
1: <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah, it, it's gorgeous. Um, you know i i i was just gonna make like a hard right turn and honestly i think it was so hard that my brain was like don't make that turn i don't remember what i was gonna say somebody else fill the space <laughs> oh gosh oh, i
0: was i was getting uh some some work done quickly because we're doing this in the afternoon and i got like a big work request but also um uh, my contract there is running out and uh they're not bringing me back because there's uh, no budget for it because we've got to hire more cops, I guess. Um, so Priority. But-
1: Jesse, Jesse, I just, I just want to say if you're listening to this podcast right now, I never said this. <laughs> um, but we, we sometimes say this joke in the union world, which, by which I mean me and my friends who bargained a to contract together, which is if you're not stealing from your boss, you're stealing from your family
2: oh oh Words- that's good
1: sure. that's and i think about it all the time and that's why we're recording at 4 p.m <laughs> that's good
2: and technically uh, i have the luxury of this being my lunch hour but well that's i am
0: going to have the uh the joy of uh getting out to the picket line more when i have no official job so look Love for me out that. there um starting sometime in august um Let's see i don't Yeah, you know i need time off after the contract ends anyway because
1: absolutely uh, one of the
0: things about being a contractor is you don't get vacation time right and if you uh if you get sick and miss work it does hurt to miss work
1: <laughs>
2: yeah the contract thing is brutal i also relatedly i love that fucking jason kelcan his little bitch ass um was saying yesterday that um Oh, we should all go back to working from the office and just give people four to six weeks of vacation too. To which I reply, to which I wanted to reply, I didn't because I value my safety. I already get four to six weeks of vacation, so you can—that's
1: yeah, called having eat a fucking shit. union, man. Like, yeah. like that's any, unreal. Any company that
2: wants to have decent retention is already giving you four to six weeks of absolutely paid time off. Independent that's of whether so you get crazy. to work from home or not. So the fact that he thinks that that's like some earth shattering additional benefit is just really uh, an indictment which, of his uh, ability to run a business.
0: I feel like this this is worth uh, pivoting on too. which uh, social media platform was Jason Kalkanis on and that I need to block him on. Uh, well, because this, that is that kind of strategy was, going forward. Everybody yeah. is just getting blocked.
2: It walk, was walk, on. Walk, walk, walk. It was on Twitter, and I didn't see it on Twitter. I think I saw a screenshot of, of it someplace else. It was on
1: Twitter. Where else is it going to be? Where else right. do people go for their their worst takes? Oh right, and that <laughs> right. Guy's
0: fucking pro. He's like Elon's. Okay, yeah, that's. I I know why I recognize that name. Yeah, um, yeah. He sucks. Okay, he sucks.
1: Um. Okay, so I did remember a final topic that I, I wanted to discuss with you all. Well, it's actually that I have two final topics. The first topic is, firstly, I would be curious at this stage of the F1 season, what we feel like the most Willits Penn vibe the team <laughs> is. Because I think that obviously there's a strong case for Ferrari, but I don't think it's the only argument. And I will just say, the McLaren boys have a Willits Penn energy. I don't. Did you guys yeah. see the video of them asking, getting asked if they think that Believing in astrology is a red flag or a green flag. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, this is worth this is oh actually worth sending to both of you right God. now. You're gonna you're gonna love it. So I'll set it up for for the listener here. Um so it's this interview that I've seen several clips of of um Lando and Oscar getting asked, I think, a series of questions, and they're raising – they literally have physical red flags and green flags, and um, they get asked, is it a red flag or a green flag to believe in astrology? (laughs) And and it is very difficult for me to find this clip. I'm going to send it to both of you after this. Basically, Oscar Piastri immediately lifts the red flag. (laughs) As Lando sits there for a second, he, like, takes a breath, and he lifts up the green flag and goes, I'm a Scorpio, and let me tell you all about it. <laughs> he, like, clearly doesn't know anything about astrology. Like, he clearly oh, has
2: no fucking clue what he's my talking about. God.
1: But, like, has enough level of awareness to be, like, I literally love to fuck astrology, girlies. Like, this is going to be, like, my moment. And he's, like... And Oscar's like, Oscar's like, waste of time. (laughs) And Lando goes, that's such a Pisces thing to say. (laughs) That was the moment I started to become a little bit of a Lando girly.
2: (laughs) Okay, but I have to say, uh, I just looked it up and it's extremely funny that Lando was like, that's such a Pisces thing to say. Oscar Piastri's an Aries.
1: (laughs) No, 100%. He does not know what he's talking about. Like, he has Which a, and also that. Which I find
2: weirdly adorable. That,
1: that makes way more sense, by the way. Like, obviously, yeah. Oscar Piastri is in Aries. Um, but I, it reads so deeply to me. Like, Lando, because he, like, pauses for a moment. And he has this moment, like, Oscar Piastri is immediately, like, red flag. Right. Lando has this moment of being like, I definitely, like, Lando has definitely gotten a tux from a girl that's like, What's your birthday? When were you
2: born? <laughs>
1: texted his mom to, like, ask so like, right. some he, can, like, do definitely, his birth chart.
2: He definitely only knows what time he was born because he had to ask his mom for percent. a girl.
1: A hundred percent. Like, he's absolutely out here, like, chatting up the astrology girlies. Like, it reads so hard to me of, like, Lando knowing what he's doing there. It was just a moment that I was like, <sighs> yeah. Like, this is a little bit of the West Ben a, vibe that on both sides. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, there's
2: there's a definite vibe there. So what there's would your, what would
1: your guys' takes be? My, my pitch is like I think maybe it's I think it's maybe McLaren at this point in the season.
2: McLaren McLaren is a solid pick. I think I think there's a Williamsness to the whole thing as well.
1: Oh, there is a Williamsness to the like, whole thing,
2: like not, not in a pejorative way, to be clear.
1: <laughs> derogatory.
2: <You're> right, derogatory. <laughs> um, but I think. There is there is a, a Williams to the whole thing, like kind of scrappy, kind of kind of just chugging along at the back of the grid. We've got like well, a funny. weird Florida man, and then Alex Albon secretly being way cooler than most of the rest of the grid. With like, he's
1: so much cooler. It's by so far weird. the hottest
2: girlfriend, other than like maybe George Russell.
1: I mean, I will say there were those pictures that went around of Pierre and Charles. At Wimbledon together. At Wimbledon, and all all the pictures like go viral of the two of them together, and then I finally see right. another angle, which is Charles sitting next to an absolute stunner, like just beautiful. This like beautiful woman who looks exactly like his ex in like a Reformation dress. Looks like, like exactly
2: like Charlotte. Yeah.
1: To where I, I was like, like,
2: Did he get back together with her? <laughs>
1: uh it's like no that definitely didn't happen okay well i don't know if you listened to the the episode that we did with jordan last week but jordan picked williams as her f1 team
2: i mean i love that for her in <laughs> in in that i also hate that for her but i think the advantage oh, of williams, like, but this is the advantage williams has over like ferrari though you go into williams with no expectations
1: and, then like, and right it's like if Charles gets p7 like you and i are like Kill me kill, me, kill me, kill me! If How Logan Sargent gets P-, P-, P seven, right? Jeff Crow a party, <laughs>
2: right? Of the fucking, day, they're man. celebrating in the garage like they just won Le Mans, like <laughs> just the whole thing.
1: Literally, that is going to be me the day that Logan Sargent gets P ten. Like that's like we did it, Joe. No.
2: Okay, <laughs> so when Mick Schumacher got his first points. Uh, I definitely I remember almost nothing about that race, other than that, <laughs> because I was so invested in that outcome.
1: Okay, okay, so
2: yeah, uh,
0: I.
1: What's your pick, Jesse? I,
0: I think I think these are all good. Um, Ferrari, Williams, and Alphatari all all fit different sorts of vibe um i gotta go with Alphatari just on that sort of um both the starting something up that um you know out of out of what um we're making it up as we go along and um and also the vibe of danny rick just jumping in the car saying fuck it let's go um, and let's have a real cool rest of the season. So I think I think that's where I'm leaning right now because I'm gonna be absolutely pulling for him to get yeah. points just the same as Logan Sargent. Um
2: I will say that- there's
0: a wild party. I don't know.
2: The the starting something from nothing, I think there's a very solid argument that way. Um because uh is good uh Toro Rosa, whatever they're calling themselves, if you go back far enough. They were originally Minority, and Minority got bought out by <clears throat> Red Bull, and that was when they rebranded it and stuff to go go with a Red Bull branding. And it feels very like how when we started this out, we were like, we can just like steal a bunch of people from other that like we've worked with other places and that like have allowed right right we can just like borrow them right so it's <laughs> that part of it is very much the opposite vibes uh,
1: so uh, that also leaves me to the other topic I, I wanted to ask I, I also have a super hot take I want to save it for the end I want to get like one really hot take from each of us but I, I just want to plant that seed and then I just want to say, Ultimately, what I think is a pretty interesting storyline is that in a lot of ways, Daniel Ricardo is really racing Yuki and kind of only Yuki. Like, and I think that there's a chance that Yuki beats Daniel Ricardo in this Alpha Yeah.
2: I mean, Yuki's done relatively well and... The car seems to be a good fit for him, like more kind so of. than it kind of. <laughs> I, I mean, the question points in it. Right. He scored points in it. The question with Danny is just he's having to really hit the ground running, like without any of the yeah. sort of usual testing that they would have. And like everybody else is sort of in mid season form already, and he's having yeah. to kind of jump into a cold. So I think that's the it's biggest. That's the biggest question for him, right? Like that's that's quite a hurdle for him to get over.
1: Yeah, right. No, I I agree, and I think also it's like there's there's the interesting like Yuki is Yuki gonna get promoted to Red Bull at some point? Like like I think that there's a little bit of like Yuki testing. That's I, another. I side unironically
2: tree. think that Yuki is probably one of the people who is. Um, Dinged the most by the new cost rules because he is just fucking
1: expensive as a driver. Because he just like runs into everything. Because he the time. wrecks shit
2: constantly. He ruins like cars. He, well, and it's like how Haas was like, part of the issue with Mick Schumacher and Haas is that Haas was like, we're fucking broke. We can't afford to keep fixing this car when you rack it. And it's not that Red Bull can't afford, as an entity, to fix the car when he wrecks it, but there's a certain they can't spend infinite money now. So like,
1: I I mean, fair. <laughs> that's like really interesting. Like that's a, like that's I would read like a whole article about that. Like who's the most expensive wrecker? Right. Like I don't Lance I don't I don't, I don't know if like there's the any. Landstroll must be costing his daddy. A bazillion dollars every time he like heads out there onto the right. track. Apparently, as we've been recording this, Fuck according you, to Dad. One, like, Pins it
0: into a wall. Literally, <laughs> right.
1: I am stupid. I am stupid. <laughs>
2: Oh, God, Um, Lance.
1: Apparently, as we've been recording this, and and I have to go to a meeting in five minutes because it's the middle of the day once again. But apparently, as we've been recording this, um, Pierre Gasly has been posting anti-Lance Stroll content on his Instagram story. Oh, my God. Apparently. um, I I love Pierre. Yeah, he's, like, he's, like, posting he's- about how he's mad that he wasn't, um, that he didn't get, a, that Stroll didn't get a penalty. I was the just going to say he's
2: mad about the penalty,
1: right? Yep, oh he's God. mad about the penalty. Oh, 100%. My God. Okay, cool. so let's close this out with our hot takes of, our hot takes. I, mine is a whole season, like, a whole season hot take. So if you guys have, like, a, maybe this can be our, like, mid-season hot take check-in. But I want to go last because <laughs> mine's so good.
2: <laughs> oh God!
0: What is the vibe of our hot take here? Yeah. Um,
1: okay. Do you want me to go first to inspire you? Yes, go do, first.
0: You, you may have multiple hot takes. I feel <laughs> yeah, maybe like I will.
1: That. Okay. So here's my here's the one that made me start this, which is that my hot take is that by the end of the season, Logan Sargent will win driver of the day once one time no i can yeah i can see that i can see if that he has one like amazing fucking race driver of the day locked in
2: right if he has one race where he picks up like 10 places or something even 100%. if he's percent. Still-
1: or if he like holds off a drs train like Albon did a couple weeks ago right like,
2: right right uh, i think he could absolutely America, win it, baby. In- yeah i think he could absolutely win it in a very alex Albon kind of way
1: yeah so that, that was what inspired me to start this.
2: No, I like that. I like that.
0: I think that's good. I think I will go for... Um, I still think Ferrari can get up to second.
1: Wow. Because um, I was going to say my other hot take God. is I think Ferrari is going to end fifth. <laughs>
2: I mean, this is the, Ferrari is having or... a very, um, Ferrari is having a very like uh, uh, April and May Giants kind of scenario. The Giants were going through this period where they were a 500 team, but they were a 500 team that would go like two and eight for 10, and then would go like eight and two for 10, where they were just like the, it was averaging out to be 500, but they never uh... felt like a 500 team. Yeah. They were either literally. playing great or terrible. That's the that's Charlotte the Ferrari was on the podium
1: vibe. like two weeks ago. And now right. I'm like, he's dead. He's dead. Right. Right.
0: Um I think they have a good car and that they've
2: do they? <laughs> uh, yeah, do they? I think <laughs> at times they're getting the problem with the problem with Ferrari,
1: fucking always, is they're
2: getting their doors blasted off on the streets again.
1: I think worst case scenario is it's like Red Bull Mercedes uh hmm Aston Martin McLaren, I was just going to say Aston yeah. Aston McLaren. Yeah.
2: yeah, I could see that.
1: I think that's the worst case scenario. Like if this McLaren stays this fast <laughs> froze dead. They're
2: cooked. And they're cooked. Right, they're cooked.
1: Okay. No, um, my
0: hot take is my hot take is really I believe in dumb idiots to get it turned around. Um, and you know what?
1: Which... That's what makes Ferrari the most Willett's pen vibe of all in the end. <laughs> yeah, uh, yep.
2: I I still believe they could finish second. It's a very it's a very Mets uh, fan vibe. What do you think about it? Uh, yep.
1: But I okay, th- Britt, okay but here? this is
2: I I will start by saying that my whole thing with this generally is that like as a sports fan, I would rather have people be optimistic than be one of those people who it's the second inning and they're like, "Well, the game's over because the game's over." I've never, given have never a done run that. like <laughs> no, I've not, never done that. Not, not that I've done, not that I haven't done it, but like I just the people who that is their entire way of approaching sports, I find really no, fair tiresome. Fair, and I just wonder, like, go do literally anything else with your time, like get a new hobby. I don't but why
0: understand why is this fun for you,
2: right? Right, like no one's making you do this. Um, I will say my hot take, this is, this is not a, this is is a long range hot take. Um, but my hot take is that if Ferrari doesn't get their shit together, Charles is going to leave to Audi when Audi comes back in.
1: Whoa. I think that's a very, very interesting take. I'll take it one step further. I had a similar thought today. I think he leaves for like two years just to be like, I'll show them. And then he goes right <laughs> back into the like cold frozen arms of Ferrari.
2: Poss- yeah, it's possible. The interesting thing with Audi is because Audi is basically a revamp of Sauber, who Charles was with before Ferrari. So there's a relationship mm. there. Obviously, the the actual like management may or may not look anything resembling to what it did, you know, a number of years ago now. Um, But I can absolutely see that because I do think that ultimately, like, he has conflicting priorities, right? Like, he wants to win, but he also, like, he's so emotionally attached to the idea of winning with Ferrari right? that I I think that's where he's stuck right now. Like, obviously, he's under contract. It's not a decision he needs to make right now, so he kind of just is where he is. But I think I think when the time comes, I think that that's what, where the, where the rubber meets the road are, are. um, because like, what can he prioritize? How, how many years can he give Ferrari to get their shit together? Basically. Right.
1: No, right. I, I totally agree.
0: How long is his
2: contract? uh through 25 i think let me double check
1: oh my god he's going to be so broken it was a long time. contract
2: when they signed well how
1: long is carl when is oh, carlos sorry. Is up is it up this year
2: uh charles is through next year so through 2024 okay. and
1: so
0: that's yeah so that's uh that's how long i think he has to give them
1: yeah, yeah what and
2: about then- carlos Carlos, no, that's
1: not
2: right. Oh, Carlos is up at the same time.
1: Oh, Carlos is gone. Carlos is gone in his mind already. He's he's in an Aston Martin already.
0: <laughs> oh, Carlos, with the the moment of the day for me. Um, oh, no, oh God, but that's how we have to
1: end, please.
0: Oh man, I I gotta find it again to get it exactly right. What he said about Plan B, oh.
2: <laughs> In in the most Ferrari moment in recent memory, right. so beautiful
1: <laughs> Ferrari
0: moment of the well, day. Well, while
1: Jesse finds it like, let me even just briefly note the qualifying comment that when he like freaked the hell out at them, he was like, "I'm really not okay with what you've done there, asking me to sacrifice my tires." Like, right? For him. Like I'm P four, he's P three. Like I'm more vulnerable. Like I was like. You fucking drama queen! Like you are giving me everything. You. This is how. This is how I like converted loyalties to Carlos as my favorite Ferrari boy. Like sweet Charles. <laughs> Carlos like oh over- like at like the same moment Charles was like great overtake there, Carlos. Like as Carlos <laughs> is like losing his fucking mind. Like right. My god. Just-
2: I just. I just uh, oh god. All it right. Love, let's again,
0: uh, from Ferrari, we are thinking of Plan B. Carlos, what was Plan B, Ricky? I forgot.
2: <laughs> I mean, look,
1: like, doesn't he say I'll get back to? You.
2: Yes. So, so no one knows what Plan B actually was, which is Ferrari no in a nutshell. Knows what was. There's no one knows
1: what's the plan. Uh, we have no idea. That was beautiful. All right, you guys. Uh, 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 I guess it's back to work. This was so fun. Thank you for indulging my emergency pod. Um, you know what a blessing that we will have a two weeks without a race but i'm if there any if today's any indication they will not it will, be boring
2: yeah, it will not be a slow two weeks given the way things have been going beautiful okay right.
1: i love you all goodbye everyone from vroom hi love you